Hey, hello listeners, uh, UK Scriptwriters Podcast with Tim Clegg, without Danny Stack, thank goodness, uh, we've left him at home and he's not interested in this one because it's a games special. Uh, as you know, everyone, I've been uh, doing some writing for games and we've got some more projects coming out, so I'm always excited about that. Uh, Danny's more into the TV, so he's less interested in this and he's not here anyway, so let the kids play. I've got some special guests with me today. They're going to introduce themselves. And I'm going to point at them. You won't be able to see that, but you'll be able to hear them speak. Here we go. Hello, I'm Rudolf Kramer. I'm Steve Inns. And I'm Tony Lee. And between them, done quite a few games actually between all four of us over the years. Uh, we're going to be talking more about, I suppose, a little bit about the past, but more about the future of games, other opportunities for writers to to get involved and maybe the differences between writing for other formats and writing for uh, for the games and interactive media and whatever terms are always being labelled onto such things. Um, let's have a start by kind of over the time. Steve, I'm picking on you as the oldest here probably. So I'm the oldest. Let's, I'm, let's I'm say longest serving. Longest serving, let's say the experienced veteran. <laughs> Harsh. Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> What's, um, how did you get into into writing for games? How did that come about? Because almost, when I think about you've got half an hour. <laughs> we have got half an hour, but uh, don't use it all. Uh, but when I think back um, to some of the early ones that you wrote, it was almost some of the earliest mainstream narrative games, almost wasn't it? Back in the Broken Sword times and so on. How did how did it all come about for you? Well, I mean, when I, when I first joined the industry, I, I wasn't actually a writer. I joined as, as an artist. So I was doing some background paintings, I was doing some pixel animation, you know, this kind of thing, sprites. Um, and I shifted into a producer role. So I was producer on the first two Broken Sword games. And then, because I was sitting in writing, you know, story meetings and design meetings and stuff like this, I started getting involved with that side. So, so by the time um, In Cold Blood came along, then I was I was involved with the writing of that mm. as well as some of the design. So, so it kind of evolved really, and it, and it evolved in a way that allowed me to kind of like see how games were put together. Um, you know, not just the writing side, but you know, sort of all aspects. But people might say you were part of the problem and part of the solution as well back in those early days because there was a lot of uh, accusations that some of the earliest games didn't use proper writers it was someone having a go now what you're saying is almost maybe you that was a bit the case but in fact you loved the writing and continued with that part of it or is that an unfair accusation what I've just said um, no it's, it's a fair accusation in many respects and it's something that I think still goes on now that you know sort of like there are some designers um, who, who can write games, you know, can write dialogue, and, and that's fine. But there are designers who don't really understand some of the, you know, sort of like, you know, sort of necessary aspects of, of telling stories, and mm. um, you know, sort of how characters should interact with each other, and, and so on, in, in dialogue and the like. Um, but back then, um, we had a very good writer, a guy called um, Dave Cummings, who wrote most of the. Um, the story and dialogue for, for the two broken sword games, and you know, sort of like I'd always wanted to be a writer, you know, from being a teenager, and and just you know having the chance to work with somebody like, like Dave was, was fantastic. And then when we worked, we worked on um, In Cold Blood and, and, and Broken Sword Three, which was when I was doing some writing, I was also working with a guy called Neil Richards, 
you know, and, and, it, and I kind of like learnt an awful lot from just working mm. with these guys. Of course, of course. You know, sort of, so I feel as though, you know, sort of, I've learnt my craft through doing it. Mm. And I think that that's as legitimate as you can get anyway. Probably is for a new, a new branch of media, which is what yeah, it was. Media, I mean, you, you only learn writing by doing it, don't you? True. At the end and, of the day. And, and, and getting somebody else to mentor you. Or yeah. And, and stuff but like you, can't, you can't learn without doing. That's, That's certainly right, true. Yeah, I think so. uh, Tony, what, about, what was your shout with it? Because you, you, you kind of write for comics as well. Yeah, That's well, what most I, people know you as now. I yeah, suppose. well, I, computers was actually kind of how I got into the business because um, when I was 17, I was a, a reviewer for Your Sinclair magazine. Oh, yeah, I remember. I, I was, remember I was that. a joystick juggler. <laughs> and I, I used to review the games. And, and because of that, you had to have the games on it. Back, this is back in the time when it was the Spectrum or the Commodore 64. There was yeah. no, that, that was about it. Yeah. And, and I did a lot of that. And because of that, I got to know a lot of games companies. And, and I didn't do much with it. I, was, I went into writing uh, as a journalist. But then uh, about 2000, 2001, uh, I got involved with a company called Paradigm Group, who were one of the first companies to start doing uh, games for 3G phones. And this is before 3G even existed. This is when BT were testing it in the Isle of Man. And, and we started, um, the first phones were coming out that had you know, colour mm. screens and things like that. And we were trying to push the envelope with these. We were trying to find ways of, of doing stuff. And, and it's really weird looking back at it. I mean, this is, we're talking over a decade ago, and we were looking to try and find games that had you know, links to GPS. We were looking to do ways where the, the entire transmedia experience was coming in. You had to go to websites to find things out and, and stuff like that. And it was... Paradigm was before its time, and in the end, Paradigm failed. Um, too ahead of its time, do you think? I think it was too ahead of its time. Yeah. I think the problem was is it was all focused for 3G, and in 3G got delayed mm. um, by a, a chunk of time, and they'd, they'd kind of hitched their boat with um, with uh, Orange, mm. and then it, Orange wasn't the first ones to go through. They hitched their boat with Nokia, and Nokia weren't going as fast as they needed to go. I think I think my biggest success was a game called Rollerblade Rabbit, which was basically a rollerblading rabbit right, yeah, using no yo-yo to defeat evil things as he ran from right to left and, nice. and things like that. And then it never it never really came out properly. And I think mm. um, they got bought out by a company and they changed the graphics and turned it into a thing called Ice Blade Penguin, which I know happened because I saw it in the back of a magazine once. <laughs> but, but in the time I was there, I mean, my, my, my brief was basically to try and find ways of creating and using my writing experience to actually create a story that could be bigger than just a game because they wanted to say look it's a phone mm. but it's not just a phone it's a link to something far far bigger yeah, yeah, yeah. nowadays you've got things with the DS's and the smartphones and things like that where they're saying look you know, even though it's a very tiny device mm. the world it's linking to in this game world is actually going to be far far bigger yeah yeah true but yeah you can be almost too early into these things can't you oh, yeah. as a business that's, yeah, I mean, the, the, not as a writer but as a but I think we kind of felt because the guy who ran the company um, was a visionary and he mm. was a visionary um, but he was a visionary on multiple things so he was really into this and really had this idea for doing this but at the same time he also wanted to sail tall ships around New Zealand for three months yeah, 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 yeah so he'd disappear for three months and then come back and go we're doing this yeah but um but yeah but it's one of the defining moments of my life is actually sitting there designing rollerblade rabbits while learning that the two towers are falling down in uh, New York. I've got a games related thing to that actually. I was um, uh, on one of a very uh, early games, BAFTA games uh, panels. Yeah. Like maybe the second or third year they did it. It was called Interactive then, I think, Marvel and Game. They were kind of all over the place with it. And it, Charles Cecil was part of it. And um, we were debating uh, who should win best whatever. And on that day, on September the 11th. 
And it was such a weird thing because, of course, you were talking about graphics, realism, yeah. games, and, of course, that seems so far away and so unreal. You know what I mean? It was all a oh, bit yeah. of an out-of-body experience but, but for was, me. this was the problem with phones, because phones, you couldn't have graphics. You couldn't have the amazing mm. graphics that you have nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what they were relying on was the story. And yeah. we created, we were working primarily on a game called A Dark Future, which was based, and we, and it didn't, it was effectively, it was a kind of a Pokemon meets, you know, turn-based, mm. you know, I, my bloke's going to face top trumps with right, futuristic right. monsters or something. Right, right. But we had to create the entire world yeah. so that people could buy into what they were doing. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. And so there was a lot more storytelling on that than you'd ever see because the entire world and the characters all, all needed creating. The Bible was something like about 52 pages long. Yeah. For, and, you know, the actual, you could read it it took longer than playing the game. Yeah, yeah, I think that's something that I found working on APB was there was so much background stuff, mm. and um, uh, Gordon Rennie had done a lot of the work. You know, the oh, comics guy, one, yeah. yeah, 2000 AD, done a lot of work there, and um, it created a lot of that that stuff. But then it was about how do you sneak it into the missions? Yeah. You know, how do you sneak that background information in in a non clumsy way? But yeah. we'll see. Anyway, Rudolph, let's bring you in, mate. Hello. <laughs> now, I describe you, and you always chastise me for it, so I'm going to do it again, so okay. to give you the chance to fight back about it, but I describe you as a scriptwriter who doesn't often have much narrative in his games that he produces. <laughs> what, that's a, yes, uh, what do you say about that? That's yeah, completely untrue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, There's a lot of narrative in the game, it just doesn't always come out in a traditional way. Exactly, so tell us a little bit about how you would describe yourself in a more accurate manner. Um, well, I've, these days I've, I'm wearing a lot of hats. As, uh, I am a writer, I'm a game developer, but I'm also a producer. I run a games production company. But the actual writing of it is uh, it's a bit like when uh, people uh, think about screenwriters as the people who write the dialogue. That's not fair, is it? You do yeah. the characters, the whole shape of uh, the film, or the research. We are God. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fundamental and it does go beyond the dialogue. <laughs> God is a good term. Yeah. 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 Well, same thing with um, writing for games. Um, you don't have a person who comes in and only writes what people chat about in a cutscene. Mm. It goes way deeper than that. Mm. And um, to go back to what you were saying to um, uh, Steve about the earlier games sometimes being maligned a little bit, you know, that uh, non-writers were doing the writing. Funnily enough, some of the old games had, uh, um, old companies had writers and they don't have them now because the games were so simple that you could really focus on on the narrative. Mm. The games are more interactive now mm. and examples like what Steve's talking about, these kinds of um, uh, adventure games, they had a lot of writing. Some of it was really good True. and it's still quite high quality now. Mm. It's just that uh, a bit later on when games started to earn a fair amount of money and became more corporate, uh, people wanted more control over uh, the content and um, game audiences wanted much more complex games. And then we got into the problem that uh, uh, you had very, very um, difficult technical challenges. A game is big. There's a lot of people work on it, 25, 50, 100 people work on it. Everything needs to work out perfectly. Uh, it needs to be open to player choice. Mm. And suddenly the writing task became even more complex. And rather than solving it by getting professional writers, um, Companies didn't trust writers to get that right. Mm. So that's why you have game designers writing dialogue because they understand the technological yeah. you know, flow. I'm not yeah. saying that's good. Yeah. In fact, I think uh, if you have even a, a 
if you have enough of a budget, if your game is big enough that you can have a staff, like a, a full-time writer on staff, you should do it. Mm. But is, is that because a screenwriter coming in to write the game might not necessarily understand how the game's story would need to progress? It, I, I mean, it's the same as somebody, say, who's on a screenwriter trying to write a novel or trying to write a comic. It's totally different. But yeah, this, is, this, this is, I think, comes back to, um, you know, know it. You know, they're worried that you're going to bring in a writer that doesn't understand about, you know, the fact that you can't just add another character in because yeah. that's three weeks' work to model whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're worried about that. But then, you know, that's a bit like saying, well, I'm not going to hire a script writer because I'm a, I'm a director and they don't understand about writing for the screen. Well, yeah. hire someone that knows how to yeah, write yeah, for yeah. the screen. Well, I've, I've, no, exactly. I've, been, exactly. I've been a fan believer for a long time that... A good game writer should know about game design at least. Mm, yes. Yeah. Not necessarily be a game designer, but no. know how game design works and yeah, know yeah. how the process of putting a game together. Works. As as yeah. in, if you were a film writer or yeah. a TV writer, you You've know how to, a TV yeah. is made. Yeah. yeah. And, yet, right. and yet, you're going to have to be able to do it, but you have to yeah. be aware of it. And yet, there are writers making a living from writing for games who don't think that that's important. Mm. And I just can't get my head around. No, because no. like when we did, uh, when we were on the panel a couple, couple of years ago, I think, mm. Steve here, someone put their hands up and said, um, you know, how, how do you get into writing for games or, and whatever, and I think we kind of said, well, do you play a lot of games? And, like, no. No. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think I was, that's like, was, well, let's yeah. rule yourself out of this then. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, was, I, was at the same, I was at the same talk, it was right. with Anthony Johnson was there. Yeah, and that's it. He actually a, had somebody said, I've got a screenplay that I want that's to turn right. into a game. That's yeah. right. And it was well. No, that's not how it works. And they just could not. This is this has become, I think, a little bit easier recently, where you can turn around and go, well, look, actually, I say in our industry, like I'm a big part of it. Our industry is bigger than yours now. So yeah. stop being, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, yeah. if, if the games so industry no wanted to buy the film industry, yeah. it could. But, <laughs> you know, so like, <laughs> but, but we're the guys, and you guys are really like <coughs> fiddling around in the old hundred-year-old, you know, format. We're, 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 we know what's happening. Film directors who need a screenwriter, Tim is quite happy to still to work in the film industry. Yeah, you know, as, in, as a hobby, <laughs> as a charity case. You know, the dear old dad that gave birth to us. It's good down though these days as well it's easier for small projects to have writing true it's high quality true um, do, do you think though yeah. sorry just as a question mm. do you think that one of the reasons why this is happening though is because games are getting more um, people like BAFTA obviously sort of saying like, games are now part of this and mm. yeah. do you feel they're getting more accreditation do you feel they're getting more um, yes I think there's a few uh, factors that work together uh, one is just generational people getting into positions of power now that make the call on are we going to take the writing serious or not? They love games. They've been they've grown up mm. on games and they respect the the art form. Yeah. So that helps. That's always helpful. You still get you still get people who you know sort of like you're talking to them and, and they just say, "No, oh, I hate games." You know, if if we said you know if you said that to to a filmmaker, you, you know, you'd probably, they'd probably feel insulted. But yeah, you know, sort of they, and they feel so. yeah. but they feel that they can say that you know sort of about games. But, but the other, beneath them. The other thing yeah. is, is it's much more democratic now because you know, there are free tools or cheap tools. Yeah. Yeah. There are small teams. There's an indie scene that has become 
really uh, artistically and commercially interesting. Well, that's where all the experimentation is going on, isn't it? You know, yeah. The indie scene. You know, so yeah, but there's a difference because, and it's an important business difference. So myself and Rudolph are working on a slightly experimental mm. narrative, interactive project. But we've got a chance of that being, a, uh, we're not doing it for a business reason, we're doing it for an experimental reason, but we've got a chance of clawing back our money. You know, yeah. we've got a chance of it being a good business proposition. Whether it will or not, we're not sure. We're going to give it a go. We're hoping not to lose money yeah, on it. it. We might even make something. But if you did a short film, Steve, you're never going to get any money yeah. out of that. Yeah. You know, so that it's a good, good way for writers oh, yes, to actually I've, work I've on something that might earn something. You and know, I've said exactly that. You know, sort of the, um, there's the the kind of like the structure in place, not only to make your own games, but to sell your own games. Mm. Yes. And, you, and the, there's no mm. way to sell a short film, is there? No, not really. Not really. You know, sort of, I mean, you send it around to festivals. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the equivalent. It's, there is no real screenwriting equivalent, but it is the equivalent of, say, writing a Kindle book or yeah. a comicsology yeah. comic. Yeah. Anyone yeah. can do it, anyone can put it up, anyone can make the money, and you mm. will make your money dependent on how good or bad the product is. And you've mm. got loads of people on the App Store who have bought out their own games, yeah. and half of them are terrible. Yeah. And then every now and then one will come out, and suddenly it will just grab everybody's attention yeah. and it will become this monster yeah. and then 15,000 copies of this game will mm. suddenly appear Yeah, because there are people who just want to try that yeah, yeah. exactly but, it, but it's, it's generational though I mean I do school talks and I'll sit in front of a group of people who are about you know, 11, 12 years old and I talk about um, getting better at something and mm. I use as an analogy I use gameplay and I say mm. hands me has got an Xbox or Playstation or you know, even a, an iPhone mm. every single kid will put their hand up they mm. all play games now mm. whereas when I was a kid you know, you had some people had a spectrum, some yeah, people had yeah, a yeah, 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 even, yeah. even 10 years later, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was. Why are you laughing at that? Well, when I had a kid, it was like, you know, sort of a hoop and stick. Well, <laughs> My, my, my brother was one of the um, my brother's uh, 12 years older than me and he actually built his own computer right, like, in yeah. the late 70s yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah, my yeah. mum spending months typing in the code so we could play effectively Star Trek yeah, and it was that terrible little like battleships type game yeah. and you look at that and compare that to yeah. yeah yeah that's right that's right but you know there's been a move hasn't there without us getting too nerdy to it but you know with the Raspberry Pi and so on yeah, to try and get to try and get kids back into I'd call the f sort of the, f the, f the front edge of technology because I think, I think Pi is massively exciting. you know it's fine to be able to code HTML5 but you're still right on the user end of the spectrum if you like yes. rather than at the, at the building and soldering end you know what I mean which is kind of where I felt I started I had to take the chip out of my spectrum and put another Z80A into it yep. I felt like a god doing that you know what I mean because it worked afterwards yeah. but you know it, it, you can't do that with an iPhone it's no. locked you know, you can't even get into the damn thing. Uh, uh, it's I, a bit of a shame. I consider myself very creative, but I've never done anything like that. I never built a computer or never had an interest in it. Right. But, you know, sort of, I'll, I'll happily, you know, sort of like create an online comic strip. Mm. You know, use Photoshop for, for all sorts of things. Yeah. And, as well as the writing and, and so yeah. on. I like using the tools. Yeah. I think using tools is great. And and, and as, as, as Rudolph said earlier, that there are game making tools that are available. Mm. Yeah. You know, cheap or, yeah. or or even free. That's right. And and yeah. if people want to to kind of like explore beyond just the writing or yeah, the graphics yeah. or, or whatever, they can do that. They can That's put right. together. Little I mean, things. we 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 looked at that thing. What was it called again? On online, the 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 ones that the guys had made the. Um, Oh, the Inkle. Inkle. Yeah. So there's the Inkle Writer, InkleWriter.com, I think it is. 
um, which is a great online, so you don't even need to install anything, it's yeah. all online, but you can build a kind of interactive story <laughs> that looks quite good actually, yeah. using their engine online, it's a great way to have a go because at the end of it you can kind of publish it and share it, yeah, it's free, uh, and it's all free. And so anyone that is interested in it, they can just have a little dabble with that. And what a great opportunity where someone's kind of done the hard work, if you like, done all the coding and the nasty bit, and you can just get on and have an experiment with characters and story I mean, you, and have a good laugh. Yeah, so, I mean, th there is still a kind of like element of the games industry that is led by the technical side, you know, mm. the coders and stuff like yeah. this. And people are excited about it, people are excited about new yeah. consoles coming out. And, and yes, you need and that, and, you need, and, 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 and certainly to get the best out of some of these consoles, you need, you know, some, some technical guys in the team yeah. in order to do it. Yeah. But because there are more and more tools, you know, to, to do this, you know, sort of, the creatives don't always need, need to get involved with that yeah. category. Yeah, it's totally. like, it's like, you know, a filmmaker doesn't need to build his own camera. No. You know, he just, yeah. he just goes down to the shop and buys one. Effectively. Yeah. yeah. You know. But there are good tools for that. I, mean, the, I, I see, I've got friends obviously who do games as well, and, and but watching the way they're using these apps, for me, always seems to be the same way that, say, for example, somebody writing a screenplay in Word or using Final Draft, because mm. nine times out of ten with Word, they're making sure that it's formatted correctly, they're making sure that all the line breaks are correct. But with Final Draft, it just does it for you. And when you're writing a game, if you've got an app that can cover a lot of this, then you'll just do this. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And then it allows you just to get into what you need to do. That's right. But yeah. my worry with that is, though, is again, as I said about comics, is that if everybody can just get into it and enjoy it and do fun, it's going to lower, it's going it's, it's, it's to a mass amount of quality, quantity. But reduced amount of quality. Yeah, to, to some degrees that is happening, and it's a, I think it's a complex discussion. Well, you know, when it comes to the the democratic, um, how put this, access to markets. Mm. You know, from that point of view, it's good and it's nice uh, to be able to 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 get your artistic juices going without too many barriers. Um, on the other hand, yeah, I mean, really good games are being drowned out by really bad games right yeah. now, and on, on quite a few platforms. I'm not. I don't have an opinion on what's better at the moment, but um, generally for the art form, <laughs> I actually prefer the way it is now. I mean, I'm a bit biased anyway because I make in independent games and I make the kind of games that uh, uh, I wouldn't be able to get to market uh, ten years ago. But both, but it's funny because at the minute, like both Sony and Microsoft are kind of focusing on are making a sale and a big sales pitch for their new consoles, not so much on the technology, which yes. is pretty much by 5% either way about the same between the two boxes, but they're talking about how they want to support indies. Yeah, they're making but, a big play yeah. on that at the minute. Yeah, you know? but you know but you know what? Uh, it will never be as easy as, um, as, as certain other media. It's always going to be technologically difficult uh, to create a original game. Yeah. Now there are some established genres where you literally can buy um, kits that let you put together a game like that. Um, like a platformer or something, if yeah. you just want to do a platformer. Yeah, or a role playing game, or okay. uh, uh, interactive fiction like yeah. you mentioned, where you can use those, you can learn those uh, tools like you learn how to use Photoshop. Yeah. But if you're going to do an innovative game that can compete with other uh, games on, on um, platforms like Sony's PlayStation or a mobile device, that's a different story. There, mm. there is a technical innovation aspect there. There are um, problems that are technological yeah, yeah, that need yeah. to get solved. Yeah. 
and they are unique. Yeah, they're not always the same. So there's a certain amount of skill that's always going to be necessary. So I think some filter will always be in place. Yeah. But, but, but sometimes you don't want necessarily unique gameplay because you're, you oh, yeah. you want to write a game that, that that hits a certain market. It's like the adventure games, isn't it? Adventure yes. games haven't moved. I mean, that, yeah. that may be a bad thing yeah. um, for all sorts of reasons. But there are still a lot. A lot of people who like buying adventure games, certainly when Broken Sword 5 comes out on the iPad, I mean, that's going to be huge. Yeah. Mm. You know, so, so, you know, so there isn't anything really technologically different about it. Yeah, there, there's it's no just... reason for writers not to write for games anymore. Mm. And in fact, uh, I still think that uh, by far, by far, by far, the best way to get a job uh, in the games industry as a writer is to do a demo in game form. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Team up with somebody I mean, if you can't do it on your own, but do something that is actually game let's, let's talk. Let's talk upon, <laughs> kind of conclude towards that, which is, uh, okay, we've talked about the challenges at the minute, we've talked about the past, let's talk about opportunities for people. So let's say there's listeners to this that are experienced games fans in the fact that not just players, they, they, you know, they read about things behind the scenes. They're interested in the mechanics. You know, they're like guys like us, mm -hmm. but they, they're just, they, you know, they're younger and they're just thinking about getting in. How, how do you get into it though? Um, because it's different to all the advice that you might hear at the festival about spec scripts doesn't apply so much to games really. So what's the what's what's the best ammo that you can have in your toolkit to? to present to people and who should you be presenting it to if you want to get into the industry yeah but you do you do have spec scripts yeah yeah you have your own speculatively made game or, in, so or it's interactive. not a script it's, it's got to be a game you think yeah so or interactive interactive story thing, a link that you'd send showing your work yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think you need to demonstrate that you can write for an interactive medium yeah, yeah. Yes. Well. and and that you understand that your writing must fit with the gameplay, mm. you know, so there's no other way to do it. You've got to fit with the gameplay. Yeah, you know, it might be that all your creation is cutscenes, but then you've got to create an awful lot of good gameplay between those cutscenes yeah. to demonstrate how the cutscenes are working. Yeah, you know, there, there is, you know, you can't show that in a bit of paper. No, mm. not not yeah. not in the way that you can with with say film scripts or yeah. something like this because. Because there is a, a kind of vocabulary in filmmaking that's become standard over such an awful long time now mm. yeah. that anybody experienced can read a film script and understand what it is. Yeah. But but games vary so much in, in gameplay style and graphical style and everything that that just reading you know sort of a, a game script if you like you know you couldn't get that. I think there's also you've got to lower your expectations because I mean in every genre in every medium sorry I should say. You've got people like you know. I, I, I'm a screenwriter, and I'm going to write comics, so I'm going to go and write Batman or Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you know, or I'm yeah. a comic writer, and I'm going to write uh, movies, so I'm going to go and contact Spielberg. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> see a lot of people, especially for Good example point. here. Mm. I've spoken to people in the last couple of years who have all talked about, oh, I really want to work in, work in games. I've, I'm going to contact Rockstar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and they just go straight for the top people. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and it goes back to what Rudolph was saying: is you know, if you want to do something, show you can do it. And uh, with comics, I always say, don't go to DC, don't go to Marvel. Do your own comic and yeah. show people. Yeah. I, I mean, the, di the, di the difference is, though, and this might be a surprise to people, um, is that there is job adverts for games writers. Yes. Yeah. No, you don't get job advert for TV writers. You don't. You don't get in broadcast very often. Like That's writer wanted for writers, <laughs> writer wanted for Emmerdale or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you do see. You will see 
if you go to Rockstar's website, you know, there's a jobs yeah. page, and it might have a writer on there one day. I don't know if it does, if it has yeah, done, but you know, they, you, know, you know what I mean. They, they, it, it's feasible it might appear. Yeah. And but so again, there is that there, but it's like, but think about the guys going yeah. for that, and what can you do to demonstrate to them? But the other thing is that I've had to do in the past. Maybe we all have, have had to do. Um, uh, a kind of a test, like a, a work yeah. test, yes. yeah, where they yeah, send yeah. you a yeah. brief and say, so rather Off than doing you do your spec, it. you're doing a spec just for them. You know? yeah. So yeah. like, kind of, here's yeah. the brief, we won, it could be like, we want, you know, ten lines of dialogue that are all different ways of saying, come over here, or whatever, yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. A, yeah. attraction yeah, 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 yeah. things. Or it could be like, write a cut scene in the style of yeah. Deus Ex. Or write a particular yeah. scene where it can end in three different ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've got, you know, you've got that as your spec, almost, you know? Yeah. Well, used to, years ago, I mean, um, BioWare used to sort of, sort of make you learn to use the the tool set. Was it the? Really? I remember. You know, and you had to you had to actually write a scene using using their engine. Tool. Yes. Right. Um, oh, okay. Is it the Aurora engine or something? Wasn't it called yeah, yeah, something I think like BioWare? That. I think so. No. Yeah. You know, and, and and that was part of the you know sort of like test for you really? as a writer. Really. Yeah. But then yeah. the people used the engine to make. Content, so you train yeah. them anyway. Yeah. yeah, it does make sense. And oh yeah, they did release their their engine. You know, yeah. you could you could write yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can also use agencies. As boring as it sounds, I got mm. I got my first job in the industry in the UK mm. um, for Douglas Adams, speaking mm. of writers, mm. and Douglas Adams's uh, company um, um, through an agency. Right. Yes. <laughs> but when you say agency, define agency for the people. Because to some screenwriter one of these, it could be I get my agent to find out. Right. This, yeah, okay. you mean a, do you mean a recruitment agency? A recruitment agency, yeah. yes. There are uh, a number of recruitment agencies that right. specialise in uh, games jobs. That's right. Quite that's a few, right. actually. There's quite yeah, a few. But I think, I think that you can also do, do research as well. I mean, you know, sort of like if you kind of regularly go to um, websites like Develop and MCV um, and sort of subscribe to gamespress.com, yeah, you know, sort of. On, on games press, it's particularly they're always putting out press releases about about new projects that are being mm. signed. So, so you can keep aware of, of where people yeah. are moving, you know, sort of. And, Just like and you would do in, yeah. by reading broadcast. Yeah. If you're yeah. In, big into your TV, right? Yeah. yeah. Develop, develops good for, for articles and stuff. Yeah. You know, and, well, you, yeah. need, you need to know what your target market is doing. There's no point going to Rockstar and saying, I've got this great idea for a, a Grand Theft Auto game when yeah. they just released <laughs> well, no, that, but this is a great thing that you've just latched onto, which we haven't explained, which you should have done earlier up front, of course, which is that the back-to-front nature of a lot of writing working games is that in the film industry, you've got your spec script and everyone then falls yeah. in behind it. Yeah. With your games, you're normally coming in quite late in the process, quite often, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they've designed a game uh, like they've got a great engine and they spent years developing technology or whatever, whatever, and now they're getting near it and they're like, actually, we need a story to fit around yeah. this, which is a surprise for a lot of writers that you're coming in and they're like, well, we've been on it three years. These are your characters. And, it, and we, we, maybe we've got some characters, you know, maybe we haven't, or we've yeah. just put in, like, we've got placeholders, yeah. but we want to change them, what could they be? You know what I mean? You, you're coming in. AC and F, now you've got to work all the way through the rest of them. Yeah, I've been, back to front, I've been quite fortunate in that I've, I've worked on quite a number of projects. Where I've been involved from, from like day one, the ground up. Well, that is unusual. Know. I think those yeah, I think you are a, a but, but, against but type seen, of that. But those are in a, an established style, like yeah. an adventure game or something yeah, yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the mechanics are known. Yeah. So you kind of like develop the story and maybe do some design work with those mechanics in mind. Yeah. And that that you know, so it's easier to get involved at yeah. the yeah. If if 
you know, the gameplay needs to be proved with with um, prototype demos and stuff like this. Yeah. You want to get all that out of the way before you bring in the right. Well, and that's, yeah. that's right yeah, yeah. to do that. Exactly. It is a tip for people want to bring something to games writing. Really study visual storytelling. Yeah. So you don't actually want that much text in, in most games. No. Um, but if you're involved, if you're lucky enough to be involved in a, in a project, mm. you can go to the team and say, you know, all this writing you want me to do, why don't you do it in art or music? Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. But one of the, one of the yeah. best examples of that is in Half-Life 2, right near the beginning, and sort of like the, the, the main characters are being led past this couple that are huddled together on this couch. And the look of kind of like desperation in their yeah. eyes is, you know, so it tells more about that world and, and what's going on mm. than any amount of dialogue. Yeah, this is right. You know, and, and, and there's no reason not to put little things like that into, mm. into a game but, but because, then, it, because it's, it's just a second, mm. two seconds or something. Yeah. But then yeah. you've got to be careful of that. I mean, we, I think we were talking yesterday about L.A. Noir. Mm. Now, one of the reasons why it failed was because they were going mm. for the nuances mm. and they were doing things like if this person's lying you'll notice if this person's lying but the graphics weren't to the level that you could just naturally notice it mm. so you know I well I wonder would... actually though if people are that clever to notice things I mean oh, you, yeah. you know you, sometimes you need to ha you do need to hit people over the head with a hammer yeah, yeah. don't you like some people but I, think, I think also you know sort of with, with game mechanics you want something that's a lot more concrete you know sort of yeah. you know and not and, and something like you know, basing a, an investigation on whether somebody is lying or not is, is a bit feeble. You need concrete proof. You need the evidence. You need the DNA, the fingerprints, yeah. and all right, stuff let, like that. Let's. We got. A Time's ticking on, yeah. Time's ticking on, and it seems like they're packing up here as well. So I'm not sure what's happening. But let's just end on like the last game that you really Im 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 impressed you or surprised you or something. You know what I mean? From a story point of view. I guess the last, the last thing that I probably played, like in that way, that was a lot of story. Well, Last of Us. Yes, I was going to say that. Last of Us and Bioshock <laughs> Infinite, I suppose, are two like narrative-based ones that have impressed me recently. Not perfect either of those, but there's certainly a lot of going in and something to get your teeth into. What about you guys? I, 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 I'm still happy with Skyrim. I mean, I, oh yeah, I yeah, yeah, Skyrim yeah, yeah. And I've just carried on playing it. Yeah. It's one of these games that even if you're one of these guys who spends all all week long in the in the forge making your ultimate armor, yeah, it still <laughs> changes it. And the fact, yeah. the fact that you build up this. The one thing I really liked about it was that you live in this place for the first few levels and you're getting used to it and you're getting used to your friend and then you go and join the bad the, the rebels and you take it over. Well, you something. did obviously. Well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it changes. That just speaks it. about you. But then I think that's I think that's one thing yes. about it. I mean, I had exactly the same with Fallout 3 when you yeah. you can either bomb the town or not. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but with Skyrim, I think it was just the fact that the storyline was done in such a way that it was just nice to play around with it and yeah. nice to move it through. Yeah. It didn't ha hammer you on the head with it. And if you had gone either too strong or even too weak, you could still carry through. Yeah, true. I mean, I played Modern Warfare 3 directly afterwards and it was the biggest palette cleanse you could possibly have. It felt like just on the rails all yeah. the time. Well, but basically, I mean, I, I finished the story and but you just, it felt like somebody was just holding you by the hand going, come on, now over here, now over yeah. there. Yeah, true, and, and true. Because those are quite black, you know, yeah. at either ends of the spectrum, yeah. aren't they? What about you, Steve? Um, Too busy actually, working to play yeah, games, aren't I? You? Am actually, I am actually. I don't play as many games all the way through as I was I would like, and because you know, sort of, well, there's some personal things, but there's also, and I just seem to be so busy with with, mm. with the, the writing, mm. um, you know, and it's just it's just a bit frustrating sometimes, and I need to kind of like. Reorganise my life, I think, a bit. <laughs> oh dear, um, what a thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But I think, you know, sort of, I was, I was amazed by, by Portal, 
Um, okay, yeah, 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 I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I think everybody was. Yeah. You know, and rightly so. It's such a simplistic idea, and it's yeah. changed so Yes. Yeah. But it's just such a fun game to play as well as, you know, sort yeah. of like the, the, the kind of story that was happening in the background. Yeah. Implied, yeah. for the most part. I was less, maybe you haven't played it, but I was, I was therefore, not disappointed is the wrong word, but less excited about Portal 2. Yeah. yeah. Because it was almost, it, it take, like, like with Star Wars, you know, you heard yeah. about the Clone Wars in the mm. past, and that seems exciting, but if you watch the Clone Wars, you're like, well, I, I it preferred always, it when it was, it was a legend. It was yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah. the same yeah. with Portal, no, you know, the glimpse into this giant world, but if you saw it, you're a bit like, it's You're always the solution when the Wizard of Oz pulls the curtain back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. There's two aspects, I think. To, to Portal 2 that, 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 that bugged me a little mm. and one is that some of the levels felt like designer levels if you know what I mean it's yeah. kind of like you, you see the hand of the designer in yeah. It. yeah 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 it's like you know sort of like when you get a film and you see the hand of the author or something yeah. like yeah, this yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't like Stephen Merchant's voice <laughs> because <laughs> because every time I heard it I just kept thinking of the Barclays Bank adverts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a problem with games, though, because it's a, a bad voiceover, or not a bad one, the wrong character voiceover Maybe the can wrong one, throw yeah. you out yeah. so quickly of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I always remember playing Diablo when the first one came out, and every time Deckard, Deckard Kane came out, and it sounded like bloody Sean Connery. Mm. And that was it, I was just gone. Yeah. 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 What about you, Rudolph? Uh I am going to say Last of Us. Yeah. Even though you already mentioned it. Yeah, but we didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of people they talk about the um, the performances of the actors and the cutscenes, which I think, and the writing in it, mm. which I think is impeccable. Mm. It's probably the best I've seen in a game. Mm. Yeah. But that's not what I rate that much about it. I think that is something. It's a matter of time and money. Yeah. You know, yeah. hire the right people, and your yeah. cutscenes are going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. I was more impressed with uh, all the little bits of uh, alternative ways of giving narrative content. Uh, to the world, yeah. you find little little notes that lead into yeah. bigger stories yeah, that tie yeah, yeah, into yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so characters that you never even see, but yes. you just find they're yeah. different. They, they've been there before you, and it's yeah. it's all gone wrong. Yes. Like the guy that's hid out in the sewers, yes, uh, and formed a little community there, yes. and obviously. That's all gone terribly wrong. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> and it's and you know, feel you, you actually get an emotional response. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, you're rooting for that guy, you know. Yeah. He seems like a nice guy, and he's not made it. Yeah. And then you're thinking, well, I'm a nice guy. I'm not going to make it. Yeah, and the game is full of moments like that. I mean, yeah, are, I have to be careful about spoilers. So yeah. if you're playing the game, don't listen. Don't now. listen. Yeah. But there's a time um, quite late in the game. Mm. A lot of bad things have happened, and uh, the two main characters they uh, go through yet another ruined building. Yeah. Mm. Just one side of the building is gone, and they look out over a courtyard, and they see a number of giraffes hmm. walking past. Yeah, and they get close enough that they can yeah, touch yeah, yeah. them. And yeah, yeah. It, who writes that? Yeah. You know, normally yeah. games are all about all the exposition is to support the action and the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now this really somebody really cared about the characters yeah, and but, the world and the story. But I don't see it as that. I see it as them giving you that glimmer of lovely hope. So that when they crush you later, yeah. it hurts all the more. That's yeah. what I was thinking. So I thought, that's what I'd do. But that's good. That totally good. Okay, yes. we'll have to draw it. We'll have to draw it to a close there. Hopefully, we will do another games one coming up soon, or we will do a comic special or something like that, listeners. So, hope you've enjoyed this. I'll put up some links um, to some of the things that we've talked about on here, or gamesindustry.com, or whatever, mm. um, and uh, you can find out more on there. 
and keep playing and keep uh, keep writing and we'll see you uh, next time if you want to you know all the normal gaff of keeping in touch UK scriptwriters on Facebook on Twitter and so on you find me and Danny on there uh, arguing online half the time it's a bit it's a bit, it's a bit off but we love it okay see you, see you next time then listeners bye for now